Hello and welcome to In the Growth Space. David McGlennon here. Thank you for listening in today. You know, I say this every episode and I really do mean it. I really appreciate you tuning into the podcast because I know that where you choose to invest your time really does matter. And the fact that you've chosen to invest it here um, just really means a lot to me. So let me also say that if the podcast has given you some value, would you do me one small favor? Would you go to your podcast app right now, scroll to the place where you can give us a rating and and hopefully you can give us a five-star rating and and, and even just pause for a moment to add a quick review. And and that would just mean so much to me uh, and, and, and also to my team. Now, I want to start this episode by saying that, you know, it is so cool to hear people's journeys in life. And and if you want to stir up your own curiosity, simply ask people to share their story. You'll be amazed at what you hear, especially if you listen generously. You know, we really can learn from other people on how to handle adversity and gain resilience and quite frankly, also, and and maybe most importantly here in the growth space is growing ourselves and and growing our teams and and, and growing our companies. And, you know, I was introduced to today's guest, uh, I think sometime last year, and we've had some really great one-on-one conversations um, and a lot about his life, his, his growth story. And, and even some of the, the lessons that he's learned and how he's used those in, uh, in, in, in business and really to get him where he is today. And throughout those conversations, I realized that I wanted to share his story and his infectious energy with you. So let me just introduce you to Malcolm Nolan. Malcolm is a, a, an amazing man, and, and he has an amazing story of challenge, of tragedy, and ultimately triumph as he navigated a a youth that was really challenging and and, and it was a youth surrounded by drug and alcohol addiction and poverty. And you'll hear some of that story today and and how he has used those youth lessons to, to bring him to being an accomplished speaker a vocal performer, and and side note here, you'll you'll hear some of the famous people that he's sung with. Really cool. I was I, I, there was some stuff I didn't even know, um, but he's a community and business leader, and I just know that you're going to get so much value from this conversation. So without further delay, here's my conversation with Malcolm Nolan. Well, hey Malcolm, welcome to In the Growth Space, man. I'm super excited to have this conversation with you today. I'm excited to be with you today, David. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, man, it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. You know, we've had several conversations and I've really just enjoyed, you know, getting to know you a little bit and and, and just getting to know your story as well. And, and, and I'd love to have you share a little bit of that story because it always helps listeners to get to know, you know, what makes you you and, and, and really a little bit of kind of your, your growth journey. And, and so, you know, Take us back to wherever, you know, you want to take us and and share a little bit about that story. All right. I will do that. But before I do that, I I truly want to acknowledge the man, the person that you are. You have been authentic. You've been real. Mm. You've been easy to to talk with. And Mm. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for the impact keyword impact that you are making and um, you're truly genuine. And so I truly appreciate you. And I'm, I am honored 
to be here with you. And I, I sincerely, sincerely mean that. Thank so you. absolutely. My journey, uh, my journey starts back when I was a little child, a little boy <laughs> growing up on the north side of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. So there was the Mexican War Streets and then there was Jacksonia Street. I tell folks I grew up on the other side of the tracks <laughs> on, <laughs> on Jacksonia Street. And, the other side of the streets, right? Uh, on the other <laughs> side of the street, for sure. Uh... And I, um, I had a mother who loved me dearly loved mm. uh, loved me loved my mom she was um a force to be reckoned with too man she was about <laughs> five she was about five three about 100 pounds but i feared her i feared her yes. mighty right oh she was she was small but mighty and she had a mouth oh, on her too dave <laughs> <laughs> she had no filter oh, oh my goodness <laughs> um, that's funny and uh and although i knew my mother loved me dearly she she struggled with uh addiction substance use disorder and yeah. my father loved me dearly as well and mm. he struggled with substance use disorder and my mother and my mm. father they wind up separating when I was a, a young child um and actually actually my father and my mother they were um struggling with substance use disorder together and then when they separated she went and um um, got involved with an, another man um, who struggled with substance use disorder. They were mm. gathered together for many, many years, and and they invited it into my home. Meaning they they didn't hide it. They they allowed folks to come to our house. Our house was a shooting gallery, so they oh, cooked wow. they they cooked it up in the kitchen, Dave, oh and they 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 shot it up in their arms in my kitchen. There was times. I would walk in the kitchen by mistake and find five to six folks in my kitchen um, shooting up heroin. That was a difficult time. I remember one couple that used to come to my home to um, to get high. They literally um, took me to a store down the street from our house. Um, at this time, we were on Federal Street because we, we lived at different places on, on the north side. And we went to this store on Federal Street. And they literally, literally taught me how to rob this store. She, oh wow. he would distract the clerk, and he was putting his hands in the cash register uh, while the clerk was distracted. Don't want to give me my no ideas. But you know, and they 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 did that in right in front of me. But I was mm. too I was too scared to do that, Dave. I was yeah. too scared to do that, and I I didn't do that. Um, but I. I used my experiences as a strength, meaning I would I would hustle the mm. right way. I would knock on my mm. neighbor's doors. Can I go to store for you? Can I cut mm. your grass? I used to stand outside a giant eagle, Dave, and say, uh, can I carry your bags to your car? And I had no idea that I was learning how to be an entrepreneur at mm. at um at a little boy, at the age of a little boy, I'm talking about talking about six, seven, eight years old, Dave, knocking on doors. Can I cut your grass for you? Yeah. Can I shovel your snow for you? Wow. Standing outside a giant eagle. And so, because I saw everything that my mother was going through, all the experiences she was going through, I saw the different people coming in my house and I knew I didn't want to be like that. And, and it was, and it was, it was challenging, very difficult. Mm. Um, but again, I, I was surrounded by love 
It's just they couldn't give me the things that I needed mm -hmm. um, as far as my mental growth um, and growing mm -hmm. I'm um, growing up because I grew up very, very fast as a kid. My mother yeah, has, sounds like it. yeah, my mother has had, um, um, it was me, my sister and um, four other brothers and sisters. And so mm. me and my older sister, we were taking care of my young brothers and sisters. So there was so much going on. Yeah, <laughs> there was so much yeah. going on there. Well, it's, I, I'm like, I'm so curious. So you, you, you used your, you know, your, your knowledge of what was happening around you for good and, and for, you know, kind of learning those, you know, what we now know, you know, those entrepreneurial traits where you're, you know, you're hustling to help and serve. What do you think, like, what was in you that like, didn't take you down the, the wrong path that, you know, there's a choice you have to make, obviously. And I'm just kind of curious what, you know, if, if you, you even know, you know, at, at eight years old or whatever, what made you pick a better path or pick a path that, you know, was, was more constructive. Yeah. When I, um, as I said, when I was young, I was experiencing this, all these different negative things inside my home, mm -hmm. but knocking on my neighbor's doors to get, to see if I can go to store for them. Can I mm -hmm. do work for them to make, you know, some cash? Yeah. yeah. I knocked on some, some great doors. Mm -hmm. The one, the one neighbor that lived across the street from me, beautiful house dave i was living in an apartment and um that's one thing about my mom she kept a clean house dave <laughs> she yeah. kept a clean house um, no matter oh. which was going on she kept a clean house but i didn't i never mm. experienced i didn't see what home ownership looked like oh, and looked sure. like and i and i didn't see what it looked like to um live a life that was free of addiction but my neighbor mm. across the street showed me that life they had a beautiful home. They owned it. Um, and I'm sure they had different problems in their life, but they showed me a different way of living. Um, they were, mm. they were married. They were, they were um, working and you can see the fruits of yeah. their labor. <laughs> you can sure, see sure. the fruits of their labor, you know? And yeah. so it was just a, it was a different lifestyle. And I, I, and, and even I remember knocking on Mark Adams. He owns Bloom Cigar on, on the South side. Mm. Um, didn't throw that plug in there, mean to throw that plug yeah, in there, but but Mark Adams, he um he, he's a white man and he, his wife was white, and they took in this little black guy, mm. little black boy. Not only did he give me odd jobs on the north side, but he invited me to come to his house. He had oh, a wow. he had a big beautiful home in Mars PA, Dave. And oh. I was like, wow, look at this. So it was like, so on one hand, Dave, I was seeing all this negativity. And on another hand, I was seeing positive way of living, positive. And too, and then I had my grandmothers, my two grandmothers, they took me to church, Dave. Yeah. Um, my one grandmother, um, she took me to a Baptist church on the north side. And my other grandmother took me to a Methodist church on the, on the, on, on the north side. And so mm -hmm. that 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 faith helped me. So mm -hmm. I, as a as a young boy, Dave, I learned how to pray, man. Yeah, <laughs> sure. uh, yeah. Just really just crying out and praying and shout out to all grandmas who, who oh, you know, man. take little boys to uh, church, oh, right? Yes, shout out to all the grandmas. <laughs> Don't, oh, don't, great. don't, um, don't be discouraged, grandma. They're going to keep coming back. <laughs> They're going to keep coming around. They're going to come around. Yeah, but, that. um, but that That's helped good. me so much, Dave, because mm. I'm there's man, I learned how to pray and it wasn't just, just going to church on Sundays, but I began yeah. to 
develop a relationship um, with God and then mm-hmm. just talking to him That's about how I feel and what's going on with him. I remember one day, Dave, I looked up into the heavens <laughs> and I was like, why me? <laughs> and then Dave, um, uh, uh, there was, I, I spoke at this conference. I spoke at this conference, Dave, and I'm the speaker now. I'm the MC, and I'm in my hotel getting prepared to go speak. And I looked out the, web, the window. I looked outside, Dave, and I looked up into the heavens, and I said, I said, thank you. Because I remember that little boy. I remember that little boy who was just like, why me? Why I have to go through this? Why do I have to experience this? But now I'm looking up into the heavens like, thank you. It's different. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't it amazing how just by, you know, kind of perspective and, and, and sometimes we just have to reframe things to be yeah. able to see things just a little bit differently. And, and, and oftentimes it takes a little bit of time too. I was just talking with a, a, a coaching client this morning about, you know, the, the, the law of gender or the law of incubation. And that sometimes when we plant a seed, it, it, we don't see anything going on on the top of the surface, but there's so much going on underneath and the roots are growing and there's this, you know, this, this foundation that's being built. And so, you know, so oftentimes those are the kinds of things that we need to be reminded of so that we, in those times when we, we don't see anything going on above the surface, we can we can be reminded and, and and actually know that there is some foundation being being uh, built. So I think that's just so important and just being able to reframe the you know the perspective of of a situation. Absolutely, I, I, that's the key word: perspective. How we how we see see a thing and how we perceive ourselves, mm-hmm. how we perceive the situation around us, and mm-hmm. if we we if we continue to look at things like. It's negative. It's not going well. It's it, it's never going to go well. Yeah. If that's if that's your perception. Then more than likely, that's going to be your end result of negative. Yeah. When the end result, negativity, no growth. Yeah, it's, yeah. 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 It, exactly. No growth. No no growth. No change. But when we begin to change our perspective mm-hmm. and begin to focus on, you know what, I'm going somewhere. Yeah. All. All my yesterdays are for today and everything that I've experienced is going to help me to get where I'm going. And I know I have these gifts. I have these talents. And although I'm not exactly sure how it's going to, how it's going to play out, I'm going to keep on walking. I'm going to, I'm going going to keep, I'm going to keep on moving. I'm going to keep on, I'm going to do my part. I'm going to do my part and, and, and trust that everything else is going to fall in this place. Yeah, right on, man. You know, so for those of you who are listening and watching, you already are getting a flavor and a taste of why I wanted to have Malcolm on here. (laughs) He's inspiring and and he just has a perspective on growth that I think is so important for every leader to take a look at. And, and, And one of the things that I really love, Malcolm, about your story is that it's a story of resilience and it's a story of using you know, a situation like what we were just talking about and reframing it and really being able to use it as a springboard or a launching point for yeah. your career and for, you know, for success. And, and, and I'd, I'd love to maybe just ask you, like, what was it that it was there a pivotal time that really you saw that for yourself where you saw, you know, I'm going to use, you know, the things in my past for my, my present and my future. Absolutely. And 
You're using some great words, launching. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got some great one-liners there, Dave. <laughs> uh, Note but, to podcasting. <laughs> so launching, yeah, what launched me when I was in elementary school at Martin Luther King Jr. on the north side, mm-hmm. I had a great music teacher named Mr. Howard. And Mr. Howard, he saw something in me. He gave me an opportunity to sing, Dave. Mm. He um, and I didn't even know it was in me, but um, yeah. I was I, I joined the choir, and the next thing I know, Dave, um, he 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 had me sing this song. Uh, it came it came from One in a Million You by Larry Graham. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm a little boy singing Larry Graham's song One in a Million. <laughs> but he changed the words, Dave to school Mm. had played his games on me so long. And so now, Dave, so I've seen that song and everywhere I go, somebody's asking me to sing. And I'm singing one in a million all over Northside, man. (laughs) And 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 my mother, man, she she used to take me everywhere with her. She would have me singing. She even took me to the bars a couple of times. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's great. And and Dave, I didn't mind because they would give me free pops, free chips. Yeah, bring it on, right? (laughs) I'm I'm singing all over one in a million you. But that opened up so many doors. And so then I realized, mm. okay, I, I have a talent here. And then yeah. I was thinking, then I, I, and I thought that that was where I was going to go. I thought, mm-hmm. because I, I started singing all over. Uh, when I say singing all over, meaning stadium, singing with the choir at the Three Rivers, it was Three Rivers Stadium at that time. Yeah, yeah. Um, then I go to Rogers for creative and performing arts. Then I go to Kappa for creative and performing arts. And wow. I'm singing. And then, Dave, I'm learning how to do classical, black classical and opera. I'm oh singing classical and opera. I'm singing songs in, in German, Dave. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing things that nobody in my family did. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing things. Good. I'm doing things, Dave, that I didn't even see. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't see my mom doing this. I didn't see my dad doing this. I didn't see my mom's boyfriend of over 20 years doing this. But here I am doing things that I that I didn't even think about doing. I was going to be mm-hmm. one of the best R&Bs and ballads guys yeah. out there. And um, but now I'm studying classical and opera, and it's taking me places that I never thought I would go to. Mm. Now I'm at Duquesne University, and I'm singing backup for Kenny Rogers. I'm singing. Um, I'm singing while while James Earl James Earl Jones is reading poetry. I'm right there singing in the background, while I get to study music with Bobby McFerrin. At, at Tanglewood Music t- Music Institute in Lenox, Massachusetts, two hours two hours outside of Boston, I'm doing these things, Dave. And my life, I'm seeing my life just unfolding. I'm I'm looking I'm looking on the outside like wow, <laughs> wow. A, I, yeah. I never thought I would be doing these types of things, but it was I was being launched. Mm-hmm. I was being launched yeah. from all the things that I saw, everything that I witnessed, mm-hmm. and and just. I knew that I don't want to be like this. I wasn't trying mm-hmm. to be better than my mother. wasn't trying to be better than my father or better than my mom's boyfriend. It's I simply, I just wanted to be the best that I could be. Yeah, man. I, so wait a second. I, I just got to go back. 
I don't know if people have heard that or not. You sang back up for Kenny Rogers. Sang back up for Kenny Rogers through Duquesne University. He had a oh, Christmas. Dude. He had his Christmas pro tour, and um, he was at the Palumbo at that time. It was called the Palumbo Center. And man, okay, now that is cool. Oh, that it was really cool. cool. You got to know McFerrin, when to hold him. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, man. But you know, with Kenny Rogers, you got to know when to hold him, know when to fold him, know when to walk away, know when to run, <laughs> See, man. When to run, exactly. <laughs> I, I have a feeling you knew when to run, right? <laughs> oh, shoot. Yes, I did. <laughs> Oh man! And but well, Bobby me, McFerrin, oh amazing! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Some of he's the things he's able to do with his right? body, <laughs> yeah. amazing musician. That's amazing. Well, and 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 a shout out to all of our music teachers in yes. the world because oh. you know I, I can say this you know from my perspective you know music meant a lot to me when I was growing up and you know I was in band I was a trumpet player and I, I you know I did. Yeah. jazz band and, and, and concert band and marching band and, and nice. you know pep band and and it, and it taught me a lot it taught me about a lot about discipline and and mm -hmm. and and persistence and mm -hmm. and and i think now now that even as i look back on it it, it taught me growth because yeah. you know from someone who started and you know and i wasn't very good of course everybody's not very good when we first start out but it also showed me the path that if i applied myself and if i if i kept practicing and i yeah. then expanded my practice time which i'm sure you know you started to see that as well you expand your practice time and then you start doing the things that you know will help you grow mm -hmm. that is going to you know feed into and help you know your path to keep moving you forward to where you you want to go and so absolutely. absolutely i just had to make a quick shout out because no, I, I mean absolutely. sometimes teachers don't realize the uh, impact that they have on yes. young people. And so, yes. And, 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 and the, the teacher miss, not only Mr. Howard, but there was Miss Blackwell. Mm. She, I was able to talk to her about what I was going through and, and yeah. uh, Dave, I wasn't the greatest student. I <laughs> musically, I did very well, but I wasn't the greatest student, but Dave, she would give me some candy. If I did well, man, she did. She, <laughs> if I did well, she give me, I look forward to that candy at the end of the oh, day. I love it. <laughs> um, A little but, bit of motivation there. Uh, right? uh, yeah. Yes. But one thing yeah. that you said about um, music, that, mm -hmm. that, that discipline, Dave, but mm -hmm. not only is it discipline, but it's a, you you begin to pay attention to the details because yes. when you're on that stage it's one thing to practice in front of, with your with your coach with your vocal coach or your mm -hmm. your instrumental instrumental teacher but yep. when you're on that stage Everything. everything you everybody sees they see the, the good the bad and the ugly right, <laughs> and right. hopefully hopefully they just see the good and but the yeah. only way you get to that good is by paying attention to those details oh, so man. when i was when i was in the when i was practicing i was practicing my music practicing 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 the songs especially if i was singing in a, another language i would yeah. begin i would begin to listen to that language how they say it and mm -hmm. And, and listen to the different cadences and and um, begin to understand what this song means. So when I got out there, that mm -hmm. I expressed that, and they yeah. can they can feel it because it's one thing day for you and I to feel it, but mm -hmm. we want our audience to feel it, and not yes. just off. So even when we're out in the marketplace, when you're out there selling, you might be feeling what you're selling, you might be connected to it, but you yep. want the folks that you're selling to are presenting to you want them to feel it you want yeah. them to have a connection to that and so mm -hmm. you have to be mindful and you have to pay attention pay, pay attention to the details so that yeah. other folks can feel it too 
<laughs> you know, and, 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 and I think that as you talked about, you know, paying attention to details as it relates to, to music, it also creates a, a sense of community and connection because oh. you've got to be connected with yeah. all of the other, you know, singers, the vocalists or the instrumentalists. And, and when you do that, and when you spend so much time together and you're, you're, you're working together towards that common goal of creating this beautiful piece, then you create this community and a sense of belonging. And, and, and I, I've, I've just seen this in the, just in the workplace so much lately that there's a, a need and a sense of needing and wanting that, that community and that connection and that sense of belonging. And, and I think that really it's, it's, it's something that we have to pay attention to because for so long business and the work world has almost like tried to separate itself from those things. And I don't think we can anymore because we're human beings. We've been made for community. We've been made for connection. And, and I think that that fuels our growth in, in every area of our life. And, you know, I, I, it makes me think too, Malcolm, you know, and I'm kind of curious about how, how did you translate, you know, your story, your, your, your growth path from being, a, you know, that, that little boy whose grandma took him to church and, and you, you did the right things and you saw these people who were, you know, living a different way. How did you translate that into your work? How did you translate that into maybe your work world and, and the way you're going about, you know, the, the, what you do? Yeah, I began to I began to call upon my yesterdays. <laughs> <laughs> what I mean by that, Dave, is when I was that little boy knocking on those doors, mm. um, I I didn't knock on doors. I just didn't knock on the doors that folks um, the folks I knew. I didn't just go up to folks that I knew. I went to folks that I didn't know. Now, yeah. today you got to be a little more mindful, right? right I was, right. I, I was, I grew up in a different era. Normally with my, with my children, I, I tend to go with them. When they're some doing those hoagie cells, I, yeah. I, 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 I go with them. I uh, but, <laughs> but when I was a child, Dave, I would knock on my neighbor's doors. I'd go to John Eagle and I would go to folks who I didn't know. And that helped me because when I started working at Citizens Bank and I started out as a self-service representative, I was, and I started out in the in-store Giant Eagle, I would walk up to folks in the in-store Giant Eagle. Hi, my name is Malcolm. I'm with Citizens Bank. How do you bank with Citizens Bank? Do you, do you um, have accounts with us? No, we don't have accounts with you, sir. Who do you bank with? Oh, we bank at PNC Bank. Okay, how do you have a relationship with them? Well, we have a checking, we have a savings. Oh, that's great. You know what? I, I, I appreciate your relationship with PNC Bank. I would like yeah. to introduce you to what I'm doing over here. And all, yeah. just those, from being a child, walking up to folks that I didn't Engaging know I was able them. to, hey, yeah, exactly conversation and, questions and, yeah and and being yeah. um being mindful of their space being right. mind being mindful of my approach and sure. how i go up to because i don't want to scare them right yeah well, <laughs> i don't want to yeah. run away you know it's yeah, so you so that helped away. me exactly so that that helped me to be able to do well at citizens but not only did i do well i was in the top four percent of the company several times became mm -hmm. became the um I got to the point, Dave, where I'm managing 14 to 16 branches. Wow. At one Amazing. time. And then, yeah. and, and I was able to 
see where I came from. I was able to remember all the things that I experienced. So mm -hmm. as I began to do these things and grow and begin to excel in a place that I never thought I would be in, I remember where I was so that I wouldn't get too big headed. And and then when I and then when I did get too big headed, I had folks in my life that helped me bring bring me back down. <laughs> yeah, gra grandma, grandma was close by, right? <laughs> my wife was close by. My okay, okay, your wife. <laughs> that that works too, right? Yeah. Oh, I know that. Oh man. Well, man, I, you know, I, I love that because as you as you were talking and I and you're you were remembering your yesterdays, I, I think that what's really interesting, and I, I've said this on another podcast uh, episode. But it's so important for us to, to kind of, I say, metaphorically look behind and, and measure how far we've come and yeah. measure our, our gains rather than the gaps of how far we have yet to do and need to go. And, you know, shout out to uh, Dan Sullivan, who is the coach who talks about the gap and the gain. And, and he wrote a, an amazing book with uh, Dr. Benjamin Hardy called mm -hmm. The Gap and the Gain. And that's where I get that. And it was really a profound book for me because it helped me to shift my thinking about just achievement and, and, and being okay with where I am now because of what, you know, where I've come from. And I, I think, yeah. you know, your, your story illustrates that. And I, I really love that. You know, one thing I just wanted to ask you, because as you were talking about, you know, going up to people and, and talking to them and, and, and even going, you know, house to house, there had to be maybe, and, and maybe not as a child, but as, maybe as an adult, there had to be an element of fear and, 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 and maybe not, but I, I, I'm maybe projecting here that you might have had a little bit of fear as you started those conversations. And so I guess my curiosity is saying, how did you overcome that? Because I always love to hear how other people have overcome that, that fear of, you know, whether, whether it's judgment or, or, or whatever. Um, you know, so how, how did you overcome that? Yeah, um, there was a lot of fear, Dave. <laughs> a lot of, a lot a lot a lot of fear in every every transition of my life every area of my life there was fear has always been there because mm -hmm. i was i was i was because i wasn't getting what i felt like i needed at home i was mm -hmm. always looking for it out here yeah. i was always gr trying to get it from out here so i feared rejection although Although I was able to walk up to folks who I didn't know, I still had a fear of rejection, fear of being turned away, fear of um, somebody misunderstanding me, uh, or, or fear of just uh, that fear of the unknown. Yeah. And um, so even with music, Dave, um, that's one of the reasons why I practice so hard is because mm -hmm. I didn't want them to reject me when I got on that mm -hmm. stage. Yeah. And so... Um, so I always had that fear, man. I, woo, that, that heart was woo, going, you know, so going, it going, drove going. You then. Yeah. Yeah, it, it drove me. And not only that, it, it was, it was the ability to be able to go out there and just try it anyway. You know, mm, I, yeah. I, I, I think I hated um, not doing something more than I've, I, I was afraid of being rejected. I, 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 I feared not giving it my all fear, not mm -hmm. doing it, fear, not going to go ahead and give, give it a try. I'd rather <laughs> give it a try and, and fail at it than, yep. 
um, than um, than not at all. So, you oh, know, and yeah. but but that but that came over a period of time, Dave. Because I still <laughs> there's still things I do in my life that that I feel that fear is is knocking out the door, Dave. It's knocking yeah, out the door. Yeah. But I'm but I but I, I but I choose I choose to not answer that that mm. that answer that door and to continue to go forward and knowing that I'm in a vulnerable space here. Uh, but I choose to be vulnerable. I choose to go ahead and give it a shot. And so that's something to answer your question, Dave. I work out daily. Yeah. I, I, I work out daily. You know, I um I'm I'm still I, I am overcoming fear, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the fact that you're overcoming. It's it's still a process and a progress because we always are facing some kind of fear. And, and I guess to, you know, the leaders who are listening, I think, listen to what Malcolm said, you know, he's, he's doing things even in the face of fear. And that then helps him to recognize that he can overcome that fear. And, mm -hmm. and, and he can, he can recognize it, feel the fear and yet do it anyway. And yes. I think that that is so important for, yes. for leaders to remember Yes. especially emerging leaders, because yes. so oftentimes, you know, they're afraid of, you know, public speaking or afraid of speaking up in a boardroom. And, and, and it's really important to be able to notice that inside of you and then do it anyway. Yes. And you know what? You have to remember your history. Hmm. Yeah. You have to remember what you already overcame. Yeah. Yeah. That's you, you have to remember that. So when you go to face something new, a new challenge, mm -hmm. you can say, well, you know what? And you're feeling that fear and you're, you're afraid of going forward, afraid of, am I going to close this deal? Are they going to, are they going to give me a shot? Am I, am I, is, is this going to work out for me? Then you can look back and say, hold up. I went through that and overcame. Mm -hmm. I went through that and overcame. Oh, I could I, I could go through this too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I could go I could go through this too. I could go through absolutely. this too. And that's you gotta you gotta remember your history and, yeah, and allow, allow yeah. your history to propel you forward as mm -hmm. a and and even those things in your history that were um challenges um and that that were that um you're still overcoming, you yeah. you 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 just keep on going forward, you continue to overcome. You continue to grow and don't ever get to the point where you, you, you stop growing. Yeah. Oh man. Primo, man. <laughs> you know, I tell you what, that's why, I mean, and that's really why I, I have, you know, this podcast is because I want people to know that it's an, it's a journey and it's a continual yeah. journey and it never ends. And, and that's, I think the joy of life, it's the joy and it's the, the challenge of life. And, you know, as you were sharing that, talking about, you know, knowing your history, um, it reminded me of, a, of, of the exercise we just took our elite inner circle members through, you know, some executives that came to our retreat down in Florida. We did this timeline exercise where we made them, not made them, we invited them to go <laughs> into this exercise and take a look at the timeline of their life and, yeah. and, and mark mark out and, and, and highlight some of those past successes yes. and, and, and could be failures as well, but, and what they yeah. learned from it, but, but the successes in particular, because those successes show us um, the history of where we've been, what mm -hmm. we've overcome, yeah. and, and then it, it informs our future as well. So I think that as we take a look at learning to grow and this continual growth process, sometimes we have to 
do that turnaround and, and look at our time, our timeline of our life and understand those things that we have overcome. And, and mm -hmm. I think that that's just a, a brilliant um, exercise. And I would invite our listeners to do that exercise. And if you ever I want agree. me to facilitate something like that for you, I'd be happy to do that. So Dave, uh, Dave is your man. Give <laughs> yes, Dave a call. Absolutely. <laughs> let, him make, let him make it happen. But you know what, Dave, I, I love that because, you know, I, when we, we all, we all know, we don't, we don't know what's in us until things are going wrong. We, when, mm -hmm. when everything is going right, we can't, yeah. we can't see it, but when things start going wrong, then we mm. can see what's in us. But also those successes too. When we start having those successes, we can build off of it. But not only that, those success stories are not just for us. Yes. It's for us to give away. Give it away. Yeah. I I I I'm so bothered by folks who don't want to give it away and they just feel like, well, I I went through this, you got to go through it too. <laughs> no, I don't have to go through everything you went through. It's the beauty of mentorship, save, right? Save me yeah. from that. Protect exactly. me from that. Exactly. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Well, you know, Malcolm, I, I love your story and I love your growth journey. And I, and I so appreciate just your openness and, and, and sharing. And, and I'd love just to, you know, I, I don't know if there's something that we haven't talked about today that you would love to, to, to just share with the audience. And if there is just, you know, anything to kind of wrap a bow on, on our conversation today here, this is so powerful. Your, your growth journey is just is, is really um, enlightening and I, I love it. Thank you, Dave. We got to do this again, man. <laughs> yeah, right on. Absolutely. Uh, but, over, but over real coffee this time, yeah, not virtual. I'm, I'm good with that. I'm good with that. So <laughs> I I want to say that I work now for as the business relationship director for the Pittsburgh Business Group on Health. And I also own my own company, M. Nolan Enterprise LLC. Mm -hmm. And under that enterprise is um, motivational transformational keynote speaker, moderator, event mm -hmm. MC. But I share with you how I had a lot of success when I was in banking, Citizens Bank. But when it was time to transition from Citizens to PBGH, I first of all, I knew it was time to go and it was time to fly. And, and I, but I didn't know where I was going to. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, Wow, I have a lot of transferable skills. Mm. And so what I want to share with everyone out there is when you are in a place of transition and you're not sure what to do, look deep inside and realize mm. that you have transferable skills that will take you places that you did you didn't even think you would go, but you have transferable skills. Mm. And even with with um you know my my, my performance background it's yeah. helping to flourish m nolan enterprise llc where my mantra is move forward together yeah and that's the name that. of the game and going back to the community that that you were talking about dave it's so important to mm -hmm. um surround yourself with people who are going to add on to you yeah. They're going to yeah. add on to you and not take away from you. I love it. Be with the right people and mm -hmm. that will make all the difference of your life. And you'll say, well, Malcolm, how I know who the right people are. You'll know. You'll, you'll, know. you'll, yeah. you'll be able to tell who's yeah. for you and who isn't for you. But those folks who aren't for, for you, 
it 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 drive you to your knees. Absolutely, and that helps you be and that helps you be better as well. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh man, my friend, thank you so much for this conversation. There thank is you. so much, um, you know, in in, in here, and I, I just love hearing the story, and I love sharing your story with the audience. Tell people how can they get in touch with you because. Uh, I want people to to know about you and and to get in touch with you, find out more, you know, about the things that you're doing, the speaking. Um, I know you do singing as well, but all yeah. of those kinds of things, yeah. So there's there's several ways you can get in touch, get in, can get in touch with me. One, um, as I said, I'm the business relationship director for the Pittsburgh Business Group on Health. So you can find me at um, www.pbghpa.org. Um, then um, for M Nolan Enterprise LLC, um, where I'm the founder and CEO, you can reach out to me at malcolmenolan.com. You can go to my website too. Uh, um, you could go to my website through move-forward-together.com too. So it's either malcolmenolan.com or move-forward-together.com. Um, I would love to speak at your event, love yes. to be your MC, your moderator, or your keynote speaker. Would mm. love to do that. Mm, love that, Malcolm. Thank you so much. And we'll make sure that we put those links in the show notes, because I know there's a lot of times when people are either driving or, or working out or doing something else while they're listening to this. And um, so we'll make sure that those uh, go in the Wonderful. show notes. So yeah, so people can take a, you know, take a look at those and click on those. So Malcolm, my friend, you are uh, an inspiration. And I really appreciate you. And I appreciate the, the fact that uh, we've gotten to know each other a little bit. And I'm really grateful to, to hear your journey uh, and, and, and share your journey. And, and so, uh, you know, just kind of as we wrap up, what I'd like to be able to just encourage the audience with is what, you know, what's something that as you listened to Malcolm's story, what's something that you can take away from that and actually put it into to action? What's one thing, just one thing that you can put into action because it's, a, it's all about momentum and momentum starts with, with one action. So what's that one action? And, and, and not only just think about that, write it out. And then while you're doing that, send me a note and let me know what that one action is. It would mean the world to me because I love hearing from the audience and I love hearing what you're taking away from, from our guests and, and, and from their story. So, so David at davidmcglennon.com, just send me an email. I'd love to, to hear that. And then also, um, while I'm asking, would you please go out and, and rate and review the podcast? It would really mean the world to me. And uh, we want to be able to reach more people with this story of growth and with this these conversations of growth. So uh, Malcolm, thank you once again, my friend. Thanks for being here. I uh, appreciate it. And uh, thank you, Dave. Appreciate till we you. Till we get a chance to share that coffee uh, in person. Yes. Well. <laughs> you as well. You as well. Thank you, David.